everybody, and welcome to another episode. Yay! All right, so this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that has become a very serious like issue or problem or reoccurrence. Um, we're seeing more and more people coming in with this issue in the ER currently, um, especially with these continuous excessive heat warnings and excessive heat waves and everything. And then plus it's summer. So with the continuance of the 100 degree plus weather, um, this is becoming an issue. Um, and that is heat stroke. Um, so heat stroke, we're going to be talking about that today. And if this is your first time listening, my name is TK. I'm a healthcare professional and I've been one since 2016. Uh, I've been in different states and in different roles from uh, EMT, MA, ER tech, and I'm in nursing. One thing that I've always encountered was people always asking questions once they found out what I did and wanting to know about their health and asking me, oh, what does this mean and that and stuff like that. That That's what inspired me to start this podcast. And I started a podcast doing just that. Um, so this is Health Talk, where you have the health and I have the talk. So let's talk about it. So heat stroke is a condition that's caused by your body overheating, usually as a result of prolonged exposure to a physical um, or extension in heat temperatures. Okay, heat stroke is one of the most serious. It's well, it's the serious of all of the heat related um, illnesses. Okay, there's several others, um, but heat stroke is like the most top of the line seriousness. Okay, it occurs when the body can no longer control its own temperature and regulate its own temperature. The body temperature rises rapidly, the sweating mechanism fails, and the body is unable to cool down. Um, When heat stroke occurs, the body's temperature can raise to about 106 or higher within little as 10, maybe 15 minutes, okay? Heat stroke requires emergency treatment. Period. There's there's no way you can go and get away without anything else, okay? Um, untreated heat stroke can quickly damage your brain, heart, kidneys, and even muscles. The damage worsens the longer the treatment is delayed, increasing your risk, risk of serious complications and or death. Studies suggest that heat stroke occurs in about 20 out of every 100,000 people each year in the U.S. Um, It's the most common in urban areas, especially during periods of very hot weather, especially like, you know, heat advisories that we're doing right now. Um, Heat stroke causes between 240 to 833 deaths in the U.S. annually. And that's, I mean, deaths of any kind is not something, you know, nice. So especially dying heat stroke? No, right? Now, heat stroke signs and symptoms include high body temperature, obviously, um, altered mental state or altered mental behavior. So if they're acting like a little confused and, you know, they're talking crazy and not aware, then yeah, you know, stopping of sweating. Like if it's 100 
plus outside and you're sweating and then you see somebody that's just out there not sweating and you're like, wait a minute, you know, um, if they're nauseous, they're vomiting, they have flushed skin, um, very rapid breathing or rapid erasing heart rate. And if you have like a severe, sudden, just headache, like I can't describe it type of headache, but just like blinding type of headache. Um, those are all signs and symptoms of heat stroke. Now, anyone can get heat stroke, okay? But several factors increase your risk, such as age, um, your ability to cope with extreme heat depends on the strength of your central nervous system, basically. Um, when you're like really, really young, like, you know, a little kid or a baby and such, your central nervous system is not fully developed, okay? And then if you're a how do I say it's more mature adult over the age of 65 or 70, your central nervous system has already begun to deteriorate. So this makes your body less able to cope with the changes in body temperature. So both these age groups usually have difficulty maintain, uh, like maintaining their body temperature, um, which puts them at an increased rate increased risk oh my gracious today me talking huh <laughs> so um another um, one is um exertion in hot weather so when you're doing like any type of training like military training or or if you're participating in any type of sports like a uh, football or long distance running or if you know anything of that sort where you have to do like some physical activity and you're training out in the sun, in the heat, in the hot weather, um, that can lead to heat stroke, okay? Sudden exposure to hot weather. Like if you're just, you know, all of a sudden cold and all of a sudden, boom, it just gets hot out of nowhere. Uh, lack of air conditioning, like that's that's obvious. Like, you know, yes, you can have fans and that can cool you off, but air conditioning is the best um, because it's, you know, cooling the actual temperature. A fan is just going to fan you hot air. That, that's all it does. Um, and fans really only work um, in conjunction with the sweat evaporating off your body. So if you're having heat stroke, you remember, you're not sweating. So you're just circulating. You're just basically being a convection oven now. Okay. So that's, that's another thing. Um, certain medications also can make you a greater risk. Uh, some medications affect your body's, uh, ability to stay hydrated and it affects your body's ability to respond to heat. So be especially careful, um, in hot weather. If you take medications that narrow your blood vessels, um, or that regulate your blood pressure, um, or, uh, let me think, rid your body of any type of sodium, like any type of diuretics, basically, um, or any type of antidepressants or antipsychotics, those type of things. Um, if you have certain health conditions, uh, like certain chronic illnesses, such as heart or lung disease, might increase your risk of heat stroke. So, you know, that can happen. If you're being, if you're overweight, also that can do it. Uh, if you're sedentary or if you're having a history of having a previous heat stroke in your life, that also increases your risk. Um, if you're wearing excessive clothing, that prevents your body from the sweat from evaporating easily and cooling your body. So like if you, 
I don't know, you know how everybody's always talking about complaining about how their teenagers is wearing a hoodie and it's hot outside. Yeah, baby, y'all need to check on them the most. Because when it's a hundred and something degrees outside, them babies, I, I don't know, all, all of them, like, all of them, they're doing it. They're, they're teenagers wearing a hoodie in, in summertime. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, ain't you hot? Cause I'm hot. Like you, I'm hot looking at you. Like, come on now. So, you know, if you're wearing excessive clothing that, that traps the heat in and keeps the body warm. Okay. Especially if you're wearing like tight fitting clothing, like that doesn't, you know, let the heat and the sweat actually cool off. Okay. Um, now I know it's summertime, everybody outside this summer, everybody's, you know, summer parties and vents and barbecue and everybody's drinking. All right. Alcohol can affect your body's ability to regulate your temperature. Okay, so definitely, definitely at extra risk with that one, too. Um, If you're becoming dehydrated, all right, by not drinking enough water to replenish the fluids you lost when you were sweating before you became into the heat stroke risk. Okay, that is also another thing. And it's funny is because the other day my friends were um, outside. They were doing some wine tasting and stuff like that and I just kindly sent them in our group chat a message like hey everybody make sure since y'all are gonna be drinking make sure y'all pre-game with water not with alcohol and continue to drink water throughout the day you know and they're like oh thanks mom I'm like okay I'll be a mom on that one you know mind you this is a mom's group we all are moms in there but you know it was just like a whole thing like we don't want that nobody I don't want to see anybody else come to the ER because of heat stroke okay so Especially when heat stroke is predictable and it's 100% preventable. Well, not 100% preventable. It's just very preventable. Okay. So take these steps to prevent heat stroke, especially during this hot, hot weather. Like, oh, it's summertime and it's hot, right? So wear loose fitting clothing, wear lightweight clothing. Uh, like I stated before, wearing excessive clothing and clothing that fits really, really too tight um, won't allow your body to cool properly. Okay, protecting against sunburn. Sunburn affects your body's ability to cool itself. So protect yourself outdoors with a wide brim hat and sunglasses. Um, Use a broad spectrum sunscreen with an SPF of at least 15. Um, Drink plenty of fluids. When you're staying hydrated, this will help your body sweat um, and maintain your normal body temperature. Okay. Take extra precaution with certain medications. Be on the lookout for heat-related problems if you take medications that can affect your body's ability to stay hydrated and dissipate the heat, okay? Never, 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 never leave anyone alone parked in the car, okay? This is, this is going for, for anybody, I'm not targeting anybody specifically, but don't leave anybody alone, whether they're a big kid, little kid, unless you got the 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 car turned on and they're an older person, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't leave anybody alone in the car, period, in a parked car. This is a common cause of heat-related deaths, especially in children. Um, when parked in the sun, people forget the temperature in your car can raise like 20 degrees in like 10 minutes. You can like literally bake some cookies in there and people have done it. I've seen plenty of things where people have baked cookies in the car and they're like, yeah, it's so hot. I baked this. I, I remember seeing um, a post on Facebook where a lady was like, she baked a whole bread in like 
45 minutes to an hour or something in her mailbox just to show people like how hot it is right so I mean it's super hot so don't don't leave anybody in your car that's that's just unwise um take it easy during the hardest hottest part of the day okay like don't try to you know if you can't avoid uh strenuous activity in hot weather make sure you drink plenty of fluids and rest frequently in a cool spot. Okay. I know some people have to work outside, especially construction workers and stuff like that. They they can't, they can't not be outside during the hottest part of the day, but if they can, you know, try to, you know, drink plenty of water and Gatorade and get, take breaks and shade, you know, that's fine. But if not, I mean, you know, if you can, that's good. If you could try to schedule your exercise and physical labor for cooler parts of the day, like early morning or evening, then yeah, definitely. Now, when speaking about construction workers, you know, they are acclimated to this heat. All right. Now, if you're not acclimated, get acclimated first. All right. Don't go out in the heat first day off the gates. 12 o'clock noon trying to run a triathlon like that's that's not smart at all okay first get acclimated to the heat and stuff like that um limit time spent working or exercising in the heat until you're conditioned to it all right you you got to condition everything right your body has to be used to something in order for it to know that okay i gotta function like this all right um and be cautious if you're at an increased risk in general, okay? If you take medications or have conditions that increase your risk of heat-related problems, avoid the heat altogether. Avoid going outside, you know, altogether during the daytime or, or unless it's early morning or evening and stuff like that. Act quickly if you notice any symptoms or overheating. Um, and if you participate in any, you know, strenuous sporting event or activity in hot weather, make sure that there is medical um, services available just in case, you know, just in case. Okay. Now, if you do happen to find somebody or if you're a loved one, you're outside or something like that, and you realize that, hey, there might be having a heat stroke. Okay. And you call 911 first. Call 911. Call 911. I, I can't stress this enough. Call 911 and say, hey, look, don't try to put them in your car and don't, don't try to nothing. But if you're waiting for an ambulance because you already called 911, try to call the person as much as possible. Um, applying ice to the, um, to the back of their necks, their groin, and their armpits. Now, people hear that and they're like, what? What are you talking about? So you're, I mean, I can get really scientific into this, but... The fastest places to cool your your body are your armpits, and that excretes the most, you know, secretion of you know sweat and stuff. Is your armpits, your neck, and your groin? So I mean, you can get deeper into it if you want to. I'll ask the question and I'll tell you. Um, but those are the the best places. So put ice pack there, and you know that'll lower their body temperature a lot faster. Okay, um, encourage them to drink fluids um, and drink slightly salted fluids, just a little sprinkling of salt um, in some water or such as sport drinks or salted water or something like that. Um, but only may encourage them to drink if they have the ability to drink. 
Okay. If they're able to sit there and talk to you, it might not be coherent, but if they're able to sit there and talk to you and don't find an unconscious person, just shove some water down their throat. No. Okay. They're able to talk to you and encourage them to sip it. Don't just Google it because that's a whole problem. Okay. Try having them lay down in a cool, shaded, well-ventilated environment. Um, if they're like in the house or something, try like immersing them in some cool water, like a bathtub, um, if possible, uh, or you can mist them with water, um, like a water spray bottle and blow air across their bodies. That's basically, you're kind of making sweat for them and essentially, okay. Um, monitoring their breathing carefully, carefully and removing anything that can like, you know, block their airway. Okay. Uh, try not to give them any medications, including aspirin and Tylenol and stuff like that. That's that's not going to help them. All of those is vasodilators. I mean, it's not. It's it's going to make it worse. Okay. Um, removing any clothing that is too tight, or if they have a bunch of clothing on their heavy clothing, they you know you want to take those off of them as best as possible. Cut it off of them. We don't care. Your life is more important than that shirt or pants or whatever. We're going to cut it off of you. I mean, I've done it before. And I, I remember one time I got into a really, I was younger, but I got into a really bad car accident and um, I was wearing my favorite pair of skinny jeans and like it was perfect pair. Like it made my butt pop and everything. Like it was my favorite pair. Like I wore them all the time. Um, and I got into a car accident and the firefighters came in there and they cut and I was telling them like, yeah, I end up messing up my leg and they started cutting up my jeans and I'm yelling. I'm like, no, 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 not my skinny jeans. You cut my skinny jeans. And like the dude was looking at me like laughing. I mean, I laugh at it now, but like, I was so upset. Like just take the pants off. Don't cut them. And he was already halfway up my leg cutting the skinny jeans. But I mean, I was so upset, but I mean, I got over it, of course. And I just went to the store and bought me another pair. But, and he just looked at me, he said, your life is more important. Your leg is more important than these jeans. And I'm like, mm, okay. And when I became an EMT myself, I'm I'm cutting up stuff, working in the ER. We are cutting, you come in there, grandma, with, you know, a thousand dollar shirt on. I'm going to cut it up. So sorry. Your life is way more important than whatever this article of clothing is, especially if you're having a heat stroke. So, you know, removing any clothing that is tight or heavy. If you like, oh, I can't get them to help me take it off find some scissors, find a knife, cut it off of them. Don't cut them if you have a knife, but cut it off of them. Okay. Now let's say you have, um, a heat stroke and you're recovering and you're wondering, well, what's the outlook? Okay. Your outlook after having a heat stroke depends on a variety of factors. All right. Including, you know, age at the time of the heat stroke, how your body, how high your body temperature spiked to, um, how long your body stayed at that high of a temperature, um, and basically your overall health to begin with before heat stroke. All of those factors helps with your outlook, okay? Between 10 and 65% of people with non-external um, non, um, heat stroke die of the illness, all right. The outlook is better for internal heat stroke, which is has a maturity rate of about three to five percent. 
So, I mean, it's it's a little bit better, but it's not that better because you still have a mortality rate 3 to 5%, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Um, now, some people experience permanent organ damage or neurological dysfunction. So, you know, that's unfortunate, you know. But during your recovery after heat stroke, you can expect changes in your body temperature for like several weeks. Like, it's going to be a while. And you should avoid physical activity for at least a week after you release from the hospital, okay? The that's just just stay at home, lay in bed, do nothing. Like that is the there's very there's a lot of times. I'm not gonna say there's very few times, but there's times when I personally encourage people like, don't do nothing. Just stay at home, chill. This is the time when you have all the excuses for a week to just be a, a total bum and it's not important nobody can say anything to you just lay in bed do nothing watch tv relax drink plenty of fluids eat you know just only get up to go to the bathroom like i mean you know what i'm saying like take those long walks to the kitchen and coming back to your bed like that's that's the perfect time okay like for at least a week okay you will also need um, periodic tests to monitor your kidney and liver functions and lung functions and all different types of stuff like that. And to monitor your um, heart and your ability to fully regulate back to what it is. So you're going to need blood tests and stuff like that as well to see your functions and check everything. Okay. Even temporary complications of, of heat stroke can take several months to go away, like several months. So if you have, you know, chronic ones, it could take years. So, you know, this isn't something that, you know, you can survive it, but isn't something that, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'll be all right. I mean, you will, but eh, it could take months, you know. So after you've had a heat stroke once, you're more than likely to get this heat-related illness again and again and again. Because your body, you basically weakened your body's ability already. So then if you go back to it, you know, you've weakened it so it's already weak. So it's easier to get it again. So if you've had it once, take preventative measures anytime you plan to be in hot conditions. And if you've had heat stroke and you're currently and in the process of currently recovering, contact your healthcare provider right away if you're experiencing anything such as um, cognitive def- um, defunction, like problems thinking or remembering or not like having like a what's called foggy memory. Um, if you're having difficulty breathing, um, if you're having any like pain or low urine output or liver or kidney problems or anything like that, definitely contact your healthcare provider immediately or go to the ER. Come, come, come on, come on down to the ER, the ER, the ER. I, y'all thought I forgot about that song? No, I made it up. I'm gonna remember it. <laughs> okay. Um, and if you don't know about that song, go rewind back a couple of episodes. I got you. I think it was uh, Balls to the Walls is the one I I made up this song for. So definitely go back. Listen to it. Thank you. All right. So avoid hot weather and exercise um, when you're recovering from heat stroke. Uh, Just period. Avoid it. And then just ask your healthcare provider when it will be safe for you to return back to exercising and your normal life, period. Okay, just your normal life. And then also another thing, if you're recovering from heat stroke, I know, I know, I know everybody gas is like 
a million dollars a gallon, basically. And, you know, nobody wants to waste gas. But if you're recovering from heat stroke or if you want to prevent heat stroke, don't don't just jump into a hot car like and start it up and then do the ooh, ouch, ouch, ouch as you're burning your hand on the steering wheel. Like, come on now, don't don't do that. So if as much as possible, pre cool down your car. So go out there in the morning time, you know, and try to see if you can start up your car and let the air conditioning run for as little as long as you possibly can before you get into it. Now, if if you are in an apartment complex or if you're in an area or neighborhood where you don't feel like it's safe for you to just leave your car running by and you're not by it, um, turn your car on, go outside, turn your car on, turn the air conditioning on full blast. And then just walk a couple of steps away from it. If there's a shaded area, try to park your car in like a closer to a shaded area or in a shaded area. Um, so, you know, you can stand outside of your car. But like I told you, your car and outside temperature are going to be two totally different temperatures. It's going to be 500 degrees in your car if it's 100 degrees outside. So I'd much rather you stand outside for about two to three, maybe five minutes and then jump into a cooler temperature car than for you to jump into a 500 degree oven for two three more minutes and you know and then it starts to cool down but by the time you're cooling down your body temperature is already higher so it's 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 a a thing okay you don't that can lead to heat exhaustion and, and, and yeah no we don't want that so if all possible try to cool down your car and if you have little ones that are in the car seat remember those buckles are metal and they hot and you wearing shorts and your little baby guy wearing shorts. You put that beckle up against their skin. It's hot. That's burning them, burning them like that. Um, the seatbelt thing is on their chest. It's plastic, but it's on their chest. It's hot. It is burning them. You just literally put a hot heating pad onto their chest and it's like, all right, it's going to be all right. So like I said, if all possible, you know, try to cool down your car first a little bit. Um, they do also make, I know on Amazon, and I've seen people that make them separately. You could possibly do it where they have um, these little ice pack things, especially designed for car seats for hot summer months. Um, you just pop it on there for like a couple of minutes. It cools everything down. So your baby's not hot. All right. If possible. Now, this one I really don't recommend as much, but bring the car seat in every night or every time you're going into the house so that way it doesn't get as hot but then you that leads into other issues about you know installing it back correctly and then also that leads into other issues of who got time to stall in a car seat baby like every time I'm trying to go somewhere with you I gotta install a car seat you gonna get left behind like no so I mean that's a suggestion that um when I was talking with the doctor about it uh he told me like yeah you just take the car seat in there I'm like sir your baby's three months old of course, your car seat can just pop in and pop off. Like, I'm talking about a real car seat. You know, like, nobody wants to keep doing that. No, no, that's not a really good suggestion. So, you know, uh, there's there's other things you can do. They also have, um, if your car, like, if you just have, like, a regular car that doesn't have um, rear seat vents, um, they have this, I think you can do it on Amazon, and they sell them, they sell them, uh, I think on like Walmart and stuff. You can Google it. Um, but they it's a tube basically that you hook up to one of your vents in the front and it just snakes all the way back until like the the back seat. And it just uses that air vent 
to blow air to the back seat. So most people, they'll take that tube, snake it through the top part of the roof of their car and blow it so like it's blowing directly on the baby um, or the child, young child, whatever. Um, so they're getting their air conditioning too and they're cooling off too. Because a lot of people forget that, yeah, the front seat, you're in the front, you're cool. But if you don't have any back vents, it's still hot back there and it still gets hotter. And especially if you're driving in the sun. So yeah. Um, also to lower the temperature a little bit in your car, leave it cracked during the night. Um, and you know, think about window tinting and the window shades and stuff like that. Those also will help with, you know, getting to a hot car and help you to, you know, keep it cooler. Okay. Uh, just just stay safe this 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 summer is it's hot this is i don't know if this is this is a new sun like can it be new sun be possible like you know how they got new moons is it new suns like i, I don't know what it is but baby this 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 sun takes its job like a thousand percent serious because it is like, nope, you want it summer, I'm going to give you summer. The boss said he wants 100% every day. So I'm going to give you 110. No, 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 son. We don't need you to do that. I need the 80 degree old son you took its place. Like, I, I want that one. I want those type of summers. But, you know, this one this one must be mad at us. We did something to it. Whoever, whoever pissed off the son, you need to go apologize because he's real hot about it. Figure it out. I don't know. But yeah, that's this summer is something different. So I mean, I'm not telling everybody to stay inside and not get anything because being outside is great, right? You know, just be safe, stay hydrated. Um, don't wear a lot of clothing, you know, that's why they call it sundress season for a reason, you know, just let that dress flow through you, you know, where you know, it's as little clothes as possible don't be wearing you know five layers and a hoodie and all that stuff like no you know just you'll be fine all right have fun this summer be safe I don't want to see anybody in the ER because they're having heat stroke or heat related illness that's that's not fun that's not a great thing for us to treat okay as always I am a healthcare professional but guess what baby I am not your healthcare professional none of this information should be used to diagnose or treat any condition please see your healthcare professional for any diagnosis and or treatment plans all right y'all I hope you enjoyed this episode um be sure to like share and most importantly follow so you don't miss any episodes so baby I drop one every week you don't want to miss that right all right, see you later. Bye.